Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Shine a Light on series. Today, we'll be shining a light on toxic hustle culture with Milap Patel. Welcome, Milap. Thanks for having me. Happy Thursday. <laughs> Happy Thursday, yes. No, thanks for joining me. To start, do you mind just giving us a brief introduction to who you are? Yeah, definitely. So I'm Milap. I go to UC Davis, third year there, studying econ, uh, minoring a couple other tech minors. But outside of that, based in the Bay Area, founded ProductWid, which is a pretty cool community of aspiring PMs. Um, so go check that out if you're interested. Done something similar on campus called AggieWorks. But more importantly, I'm a huge product enthusiast. So if anyone's ever interested in talking about product, hit me up. And lastly, just an incoming PM at Microsoft this summer. So excited to Although we remote, uh, hang out at home and hang out with some new folks I'll meet over there. Yes. Awesome. I know you've done a lot of great things, a lot of great things to come. And you're a go-getter and you've signed up for too much. I can tell you this because I've known you for long enough and I am the same. So extra excited to chat about hustle culture with you. What exactly is it and how do I know if I'm a part of it? Yeah, I think... So I like to use the word obsessing just because uh, that's always a great word to use when describing things. And so I think... Hustle culture to me is more so like obsessing with success almost. So spending the time that you could be spending with family or friends or walking your dog or whatever, and then just being holed up in a room, I would say, or just even just grinding in general, uh, working on something that you're truly passionate about or something you've come across. So I think that's that's a fairly kind of decent definition of how I describe hustle culture. It definitely differs between different people. But I think this general concept of just staying alone and doing your own thing kind of encompasses this idea of, of this culture. I like that a lot. I've never heard that. Obsessed with success. Uh-huh. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, that describes a lot. Why do you think so many people fall into this loop of hustle culture? And maybe for students in particular, like why do students get in this loop, whether or not they want to admit it? Yeah, no, I definitely I think it's a great question. I think specifically it's a lot goes in the environment. If you think about a student's perspective at least, and you look at the trajectory of like their student career, we could say they start off studying in middle school or high school, and they get into high school and like they're only pushed even more with, you know, go join clubs, go join orgs, go join sports. There's another application process, they go to college, rinse and repeat for pretty much the rest of your career. And I think a lot of that process goes into you want to make yourself the most unique candidate or like the most qualified. And so I think part of that is you feel forced, or at least students specifically feel forced to do as much as they can in such a short amount of time to try and differentiate yourself. So I wouldn't necessarily even say that it's a choice that people make. Sometimes it just comes naturally because like you're in that undergrad culture or like you're in that college culture, like you have to compete with everyone else. Your GPA matters. Your other, all these other things you're doing matters. And so I think often you're almost stuck with it or like you're stuck into it and then eventually it becomes a choice of like hey do I want to keep this up or you know am I just gonna kind of do my own thing kind of step away from this and that is probably a huge deciding moment for a lot of college students for where they're going to go in the career and that side of things yes thank you for that so obviously you seem very well informed in this realm which I guess is kind of a sad thing because you must have gone through hustle culture a lot I'm sure you're in it how did you personally know that you were a participant and how how did you react or how are you, how are you reacting now? Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it was a similar situation where I started to say a note. I started to say a note to a lot of, you know, like, hey, we're, we're getting together a group of like 15 to 20 friends. I'm like, ah, you know, maybe not. I'll just stay at home, go to a meeting or something like that. As crazy as it sounds. 
Um, and I think for me, like looking back on it, like, okay, like what have I been doing for the last three to six months and like how successful or how not successful have I been? Although I've been able to accomplish a lot, I feel like a lot has been also sacrificed at the same time. Like I was mentioning, you know, going to parties or like going, hanging out with friends on simple hikes. So I think for me, a lot of it happened to me. Like I experienced a new sort of like productivity slash like, you know, what I was supposed to be doing on a day to day than I was like, you know, used to in the past. And now it's more like a bar that I set for myself. Like I've achieved this. So now like if I have a slow day or if I just have like a vacation for a week, I feel so like I'm not productive. Like I'm not grinding enough. Like something is wrong. And so mm-hmm. I, I think that's how at least I personally fell into it and probably was still trying to get out of it as well. Definitely me too. I don't know if you go through this, but sometimes I'll be at dinner with like family and friends and they ask me about work and I'm just like, I don't want to talk about it yeah. <laughs> because if I do, I will leave this table and continue working. Yeah. Do you have this similar, I guess it's obsession. It is. It really is. I was like a huge problem. Like I had this phase, like, okay, I'm going to delete, you know, I'm going to delete LinkedIn. I'm going to do Slack, all of these apps off my phone. And then like, looking at my phone now, I re-downloaded Slack. I, like I still check it. Like I literally will go to sleep. Like right before I go to sleep, I'll open Slack. <laughs> and then I'll like check my notifications. A normal person would go through like Instagram or Snapchat or like some fun app or YouTube. Right. But me, like I find myself going to LinkedIn or going to Slack and just like checking, hey, does anyone really need me? Right. And like that's also part of hustle culture as well. Maybe a bit more into working with different people, but feeling the need to be involved with everything or like everyone needs to run things by you. I think that also kind of uh, contributes to this general idea of like this hustle idea and just like burning out almost. Yes. No, I definitely agree. I am not a doctor, but I have heard that working right before sleep is not great for your brain <laughs> and your heart. No, um, so something to keep in mind for both of us, because I, I do this as well. You mentioned earlier, like the word success a lot. Mm -hmm. And I have a love hate relationship with this word because I think our society defines it one way and we personally can make the the Mm -hmm. choice of defining it in our own way. So how does like success, maybe how you personally define it, how society defines it relate Mm -hmm. to hustle culture? Yeah, I think a lot of it again comes down to your environment and almost like what you've been exposed to in the last like whatever time frame. And a lot of that will be influencing your definition of success. So I think for me, or like even for a lot of people, obviously like COVID was a huge thing. We're all stuck at home. I'd say like that was a huge pretty like deciding moment. Like looking back on COVID, you could probably say like, okay, some people, you know, definitely enjoyed, you know, like messed around. They were doing their own thing, having fun. You probably could see like another huge population of people just stuck home doing work. Um, I don't know, a bunch of startups will probably come out of like COVID, all this stuff. So I think a lot of it contributes to like, how did you start, let's say like, for example, COVID, or how did you start quarantine? Um, and what did you kind of want to get out of it almost? As well as who you were like associating with, like who was your friend group? How involved, how ambitious, quote unquote, were they? And I think all of that went into like how, like what you served to define a success. Because I could easily say like, a lot of my friends will say, okay, quarantine was a success, but a lot of them probably didn't accomplish the same thing. Some of them may have just gone on hikes and like kind of traveled. And for them, you know, that was success because maybe they're just trying to take a bit of time to relax. And for others, it might have just been like, hey, I want to get a job or something like that. And so that in that case could be success from their perspective. So I do think it differs for people, but there's definitely a balance between like, you know, true success uh, and like what you think success may be or may not be because of what you're seeing in society, like the areas around you. Definitely, definitely agree. So 
going back to the topic a little bit in some cases i feel like we haven't necessarily talked negatively or positively about <laughs> hustle culture yet but sometimes it really pays off as in mm-hmm. like the more i work the sooner it'll pay off so i'm just going to keep working mm-hmm. do you see like any actual benefits to hustle culture i, I feel like there are some clear mm-hmm. ones but what comes to mind for you yeah i think like i could see kind of two things that one was i mentioned last time with you if you push yourself enough, you can probably set a new bar for what you can expect from yourself on your day to day. So that could be a level of productivity, that could just be a way of working. But I think kind of testing it around during hustle culture and like this time of hustle and then looking back on it again, like, hey, one year ago, I was barely able to go to like two meetings. Now, I can probably go to work for like six hours without stopping. It just kind of sets a new standard for you going forward. So I think it could be helpful from a productivity standpoint. And I think the other part of it is, Often during hustle culture, you find yourself just falling in love with like some aspect of whatever you're doing. This could be like an art, this could be like work related. But I think if you're able to fall in love with a certain field, then, you know, the rest of your career, rest of whatever you're doing with that thing goes a lot smoother just because you're that much more passionate about being involved with something like that. Mm -hmm. So for me, like, for example, like product buds was a huge thing. Like I didn't know I would fall like, you know, I would, you know, end up like having a community like at the scale. But now that, you know, we've gone through ups and downs with the community, you naturally find yourself like being willing to, you know, end up spending the extra hour or the end of extra meeting to see, you know, like how, okay, how could, you know, the community improve or whatever. So I think part of that goes into being kind of this hustle idea of wanting to do more and more for that thing that you're falling in love with or the thing you like to do makes it a lot easier. And the same goes for like any, any general idea, like product conversation or speaking or workshops, whatever it may be. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful example too, of like a passion project It was homegrown. So you saw it grow up. And I think there's another side of this where you might be exhausted or it's not a passion project, but you have to spend time on it and, and do it. And I think that dives into the toxic side mm-hmm. potentially of hustle culture. So let's talk about that end of things from your experiences with hustle culture. Why might you personally consider it toxic? So I mentioned that example, like saying no to friends or like no to hanging out. I think if you constantly in like that, that toxic culture specifically, then you'll find yourself always saying no to like friends and hanging out. And as a result, you're basically shutting out everyone that may or may not be of like, you know, help and advice, support that you may kind of need in the future. And that's a good point to kind of consider like reprioritizing things. So I would say like, if you're making yourself the center of attention almost for yourself, if that makes sense, then that's probably considered, you're probably in a spot where you are in a toxic hustle because you're only focusing on yourself and really no one else. Not to say that, you know, grinding or hustling is a bad thing, but if that's sacrificing your relationship with others or sacrificing relationship, basically there's general harmony to your life. So, you know, pushing away from other priorities or other things that you like doing, like, you know, let's say, for example, you like to go and play soccer like every Saturday. That doesn't happen anymore because you're busy working. I think like those kinds of decisions, those kind of trade-offs are important to consider when considering toxic hustle. So I think for me, like it's done a similar measure where like, you know, late quarantine, I had like so much to do. And like, that was a good kind of point for me to say, okay, like I'm not like, I'm, I'm prioritizing myself over a lot of like other things. Like I wasn't going to have, like friend hangouts. I wasn't going to just go on a hike for myself just because. So now looking back on it, it's a lot better to kind of, prevent or at least see if it's coming or not but i think that would be a decent description between what i would consider toxic hustle versus like you know just general hustle 
Yes, definitely. I think the only thing I would add to the point that you just said is it's not always between yourself and you're cutting yourself off from the rest of the world. I almost feel like you could fork yourself as an individual into two things, like my professional self and then myself as like a human and my well-being because by not hanging out with friends or playing soccer or spending time yeah. for yourself you're also sacrificing that relationship which i think is a a downfall of of hustle culture as well and if you see like mental health for instance like your own mental wellness as success yeah like you define it in that way then i think what you decide to hustle on changes a lot yeah just an added point and along a similar vein i think hustle culture can blind us or distract us from other parts of life like you mentioned like especially hanging out with friends but perhaps around wellness or personal goals so what sort of long-term impact do you think this might have to essentially focus on our professional selves and not our, our personal selves yeah i think outside of hurting relationships like as i mentioned of course that like you're gonna have a people or you're gonna have a group hopefully around you that supports you and you can probably champion you that could be friends, family, whatever it may be. But as you mentioned as well, I think you can hurt yourself uh, in a very like kind of from the mental standpoint of just expecting a lot from yourself. So naturally you'll continue to just hustle away, not knowing or being oblivious to your actual, you know, like mental state. Um, and I think if you dig deep enough or you continue to do so in that toxic also matter, you won't only burn out, but I think also you'll just get to a point where you just don't want to do anything. Just lose motivation for everything and every, like anything that you would, you would ever, you potentially would have wanted to do. So I think that can be definitely, like that could be very risky almost, but like more so on the side of something that definitely should be thought of when you're doing uh, kind of, I guess when you're hustling and you're figuring out what's a priority and what's not a priority. Mm -hmm. So I, I think people should definitely keep in mind that, you know, you may not see the effects of it immediately, like within the week or within two months even, but I think after like six months or after like a year even, um, you'll see how many things have been cut out and then you'll kind of realize that it might be too late. And definitely, like, it's not to say like you can never get out of it, but obviously the, the longer you go oblivious to it, the harder it will be to, you know, get out of it by yourself or at least open yourself up to others to kind of get that help. Yes, definitely agree. I think habits are great if you, if you do them every day or like frequently, but bad mm -hmm. habits such as, you know, hustling, 20 hours a day <laughs> that that also adds up so i definitely agree with you that at some point i think burnout is inevitable we are all human and i know you mentioned sort of getting to a point where you just don't want to do anything and i usually just tell people like oh i'm in a funk right now i can't yeah. i can't do anything i am in a funk i don't know how to explain it but i you know am not able to function as i usually do or be as productive as i usually am i should say so do you have any recommendations for people who are sort of in a funk? Like, how do they get out of that? Yeah, I think I want to start that question with like, what can you do if somebody approaches you with like, hey, Mariah tells me I'm in a funk. Well, I think other teammates in general or friends could just one be like mindful of the general idea. Like, personally, I didn't know like mental health was a huge thing. I, like, I think a lot of I think a lot of people our age, at least my age, like thought of it as like, you know, it's whatever when it was first coming about. But now a lot of people are seeing the, like, you know, the other side of it, like they're actually facing mental health issues. I think one is, you know, like it does exist. So I would say like definitely just be mindful on that side of things. But going back to your question and initial thought of like, you know, what can people do to prevent this or at least get out of it? 
I would say one leverage your relationships, um, definitely like talk to people that you're comfortable with and you can confide in. Often this can be a manager or this can even be like a close friend, whoever that is, or whoever that ends up being like, let them know and make it apparent that, you know, this is a problem for you. And most likely than not, they will hopefully, you know, reach back out and help out as well. But I think outside of that, on a more personal standpoint, I think you'd probably do like three core things. I would say maybe one, just be disciplined in terms of like, what like you mentioned routine so like if let's say like okay i guess i mentioned my slack habit of like you know going attending to it before night but i would say maybe try to set boundaries between like when you're actually looking at your phone or when you're setting your screen times and things like that and of course easier said than done but maybe leverage technology here enable downtime if you have like an apple like iphone or uh put make somebody else accountable in terms of like making sure they text you to make sure you're not on your devices i think secondly could be this idea of like figuring out what truly matters to you and then pursuing that, but in harmony almost to like the other things that you value in your life. So let's just say tomorrow I wake up and I just like want to pursue some new thing. I think if it truly mattered to me and if I wanted to be passionate about it, I definitely would have to take a step back and realize like, one's like how passionate am I about it? But more so like, how could this potentially fit into all the other facets of like what's going on in my life? And if you do find it fitting into like this harmony or it's working for you, then I would say it's okay. But if it's like breaking this harmony or breaking this balance that you're having, you're thriving and all of a sudden you throw something else in and it's just messing everything up, maybe reconsider doing that. And then lastly, I would say just be intentional about what you do and then what you're saying yes to. Uh, I guess if you were to take a step forward. So I think it's very, very easy to say yes to a lot of things. I fell into this trap. Uh, I think a lot of students or college students fall into like just saying yes Maybe p- partly because, you know, that, that cutthroat environment we were talking about before. But I think as hard as it is to say no to things, I would say, like, do say no or, like, at least do me, like, do yourself the favor of evaluating if it's truly going to bring value or if it's just being another thing on, like, your, I don't know, your digital presence or whatever you want to consider it. I would conclude with that one. Just be intentional what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I think if you're able to do those three things, I think you'd be in a decent spot. At least I've been trying to do those three things and it's definitely helped. So those are my recommendations, I think. This is great advice, friend. I needed to hear it more than you think. And I think a a lot of what you just said is also like funk prevention. Like before it's too late, before you're in it and you're burnt out, consider these things. Something that has helped me is to prevent that funk from coming. It's just like very intentionally scheduled breaks and I might mean like 20 minutes in a day or every few hours or something but I also mean like a weekend trip or just going to visit a friend or something like a change of scenery and time away from a screen so all of these are are funk prevention but I also think necessary for anyone who's in the hustle culture because I think what we're suggesting here is that we can't stop you from being in it (laughs) <laughs> but these are ways to like prevent burnout and, and stay at least somewhat human throughout the process. So thank you for that. Do you have any last words of wisdom for folks maybe who are participants in this culture and aren't quite sure if or how they'll get out of it? Yeah, I think outside of everything that I just mentioned, I really just think if you're able to open yourself up and be transparent with the people around you, I think that would really go a long way. And I think part of that is just establishing like supportive relationships that you you trust people and often they'll be able to spot it or you know help you out before even like before you even fall into it so at least for me like i was i guess my first interaction with it was obviously like with you i I texted you i remember 
I slapped you one time and I was like, yo, like <laughs> something's going wrong. What are we supposed to do about it? Fortunately, you were there. Since then, like I've definitely had like closer friends, definitely can reach out to you. So I think people like just having a close knit of like, you know, five or 10 people that you know for sure that you can talk to about this. And again, it doesn't have to be like your best friends with them. It could just be like that person where like, hey, you know, if I'm getting there, they understand it. So just reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, get those people in your life. And I think it'll be a huge help. Yes. Definitely agree. Thank you so much for joining us, Milaf. Great chatting with you as always. Yes, awesome. It was awesome chatting. I always love talking about the topic. So thanks for having me. Yes, of course. And to anyone tuning in, thank you for joining us. As always at Opal, we shine brighter together and we'll see you next time.